You know, stones may sink and my eyes may bleed, but the content that you need is now on the main feed. Hey everyone, it's Adam here, and what you are about to hear is myself and Kevin reviewing Hulk Rules, the Hulkster's hit CD featuring songs such as Beach Patrol, I Wanna Be a Hulkamaniac, and Hulkster in Heaven. This episode was released one year ago on Patreon and is just one of many album reviews we've been doing in our series, The Corporate Ministry of Sound. If you enjoy this, we also have reviews of Be A Man by Macho Man Randy Savage, music from Terry Funk, Michael Hayes, Jeff Hardy, and classic albums such as Piledriver and WCW Slam Jam. If you become a $5 backer on Patreon, you'll get over 250 hours of content, including all those album reviews, over 100 episodes of Smackdown Crawl, all of our gamesmanship video episodes, comic reviews, outtake compilations, and Bibliotech book reports. Speaking of which, today on Patreon we have just released the first part of our book report on Hollywood Hulk Hogan Dude, the 2002 WWE books Auto, in inverted commas, biography. It's almost two and a half hours of Hogan branded bullshit and much like Hulk Rules and Hogan Celebrity Championship Wrestling, it was my stupid idea, there's something wrong with me. Why not help me and my therapist figure it out by going to allmylinks.com forward slash podcast and becoming a $5 Patreon backer today. For now though, please do sit back and enjoy this free sample of the Corporate Ministry of Sound. It's Hulk Rules! <laughs> it's the Corporate Ministry of Sound! And I'm not allowed to listen to McFoley's podcast anymore. But apparently you think it's a good idea for us to listen to Hulk Hogan and the wrestling boot band with Hulk rules. This drools. It's me, your old pal, Captain Kevin. Spoiler alert. With uh, Adam Bimbo here. Hello. Who was nothing if not insistence that we keep the momentum going on the new series. Yep. Let's do the thing that everyone said we shouldn't do. Yep. That, well, that's not what they said. Is it now? They, they voted with their hands and their feet and their eyes and their ears it to make was, Macho Man number one. It was not a case of everyone saying we shouldn't do this. Mm. It was that a lot of people said we should do Macho Man first. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. And if you check the small print of the poll, it does actually say the one that comes in second place will get reviewed immediately afterwards. That's not going to be an ongoing rule going forward, but in this case it is. It is touch and go as regards rules here on the new Hmm. series, Corporate Ministry of Sounds. This was something else, Adam. Let me tell you. Something else indeed by Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I I think... There's been a few times where the many written works of Hulk Hogan have been floated mm. for the Bibliotech. Yes. And I think that has been put to the people a few times as well. I'm pretty sure he's come out on third place on several occasions. Yeah, the, the candidate has been returned and did not receive his uh, deposit back from the Electoral Commission, now, as just said. Let, let me explain my thinking here. Is that, like, if you remember the last time we had a big chat about Hulk Hogan, was like SummerSlam 05. A while a ago. Very fun episode, and we had a very fun, cathartic time ripping the piss out of Hogan. Because it feels like we rarely have cause at all to talk about Hogan. Not really. There he came up. He came up in Starcade, I guess. XWF. Me and Billy had a quick chat about him during one of the, uh, the the Saturday Night's Main Event episodes. But whenever we see him, it's always just like, oh, Hogan's there too. He's a bit part of whatever we're looking at. This is a chance to just have a big extended feature-length go at Hulk Hogan. That was my thinking going into this. That'll be the fun. We get to take the piss out of him for like an hour and a half. And it'd be a lot more light-hearted than like Hulk Hogan saying, like, I had the good in my hand, bro. Right? Because that would be a very bleak, upsetting book. This, it is, though, yeah. it's like him trying to have a bit of fun and be a pop star, and we get 
get to take the piss out of it. That was the, the theory. It'd be theory. Fun. The theory. I'd forgotten that it would involve listening to this album at least three times. It is. It's, it's interesting now because obviously we do a lot of stuff here on this podcast and I, I do stuff in other podcasts where it is like, hey, here's a bad thing. I'm going to review the, the objectively bad thing. I'm going to self-flagellate on the podcast. And, and, and I will say... There's a lot to be said for this series that whatever the bad thing is, it's short always, right? Well, in this case, this is our shortest one to date, Kevin. This I, is almost an EP. I'm like. calling this an album. Yeah. It's like there's a lot of kids who probably got this for Christmas who didn't know the 28 minutes. 28 minutes. That's a tight album right Very there. Very tight. Fucking hell. And yet, at the same time... What a slog to get through. Yeah. <laughs> That's a long 28 minutes. It's like if something is concentrated and therefore yes, smaller. But 100%. Beca- because it's concentrated, Adam, it's stickier and more like molasses-like. <laughs> so it's like wading through a half mile of slime. You think, That's not very long to walk through. Have you really waded through it, though? Have you, you really? Know? Have you really? And I will say... I always knew that Hogan had musical offerings. Yes. I mean, I'm sure if you think right now, all of us can just imagine the gif of Hogan playing a guitar. Yes. He's a man who's never missed an opportunity. To pretend to play a guitar. Yeah. I mean, like the whole notion of Hogan being a musician, that's like the whole basis of the original Slammy Awards. Yes. What if we got wrestlers to pretend that they were musicians? Yeah, pretended. That's the thing. It's like the stolen valor thing all over again. Hogan wants you to think that he is a rock star, despite having done none of the work. Now, Macho Man gave us a whole album there last go around yep. and not at one point it was he like I actually could play the trombone no. you know but Hogan him and his tall tales mm. he's he's had lots to say about his supposed musical chops over the years I mean you'd have a lot to say if you were also nearly the bassist in Metallica Kevin I like. know but what happened was he had Lars on one one phone and George Foreman on the other and sure, both of the phones fell in the toilet, and he yeah. didn't get to do either of those things. And Angelo things. Poffo rang up as well. Like he didn't have enough hands to hold all three phones, Kevin. <laughs> so, so Hogan is—he is—he is a musician in as much as he's got instruments and yeah. he has been known to play them on occasion. Yeah, I would say off the bat, when we're going into this album, I don't want anyone to come at us now and say it's false advertising. But there is scant Hulk Hogan on this album. He, out of everyone in the wrestling boot band, he's the one that appears the least on this album, I think. So it's important that we say this is not Hulk Hogan's album. This is Hulk Hogan and the wrestling boot band. Okay? Now, you're you're saying that like they're a boot band and they're wrestling themed. A wrestling boot band? No, they're a wrestling boot band. Oh, a band of wrestling brothers shared with their love of boots. Why, him, Tony Atlas, uh, a couple of other... <laughs> no, they're boots. Like, the California Smitsky. Raisins are, like, singing raisins. These are boots, basically. Oh, I see. So they're singing boots. Yes. Okay. Now, do we know any of the other members of the, 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 the all-star wrestling boot band here that we could we could point a finger at? Do we ever. There are a bunch of session musicians that appear throughout the album, but the actual wrestling boot band itself is Hulk Hogan. Mm-hmm. J.J. Maguire. Okay. Jimmy Hart. J.J. Maguire, if I recall, he did some WWE music back yes. in the day. Yeah. We'll circle back to him in a second. Okay. Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, of really? course. Of course. Really? And the one true love of Hulk Hogan, Linda, Linda Belea. Oh, no. She's here, too. Oh, dear, oh, dear. The Linda McCartney of the wrestling boot band. Yeah, except that Linda Belea didn't make any kick-ass vegetarian sausages. Uh-uh. She just did a tell-all book that somehow was more bullshit than Hulk Hogan's many tell-all books. Maybe that will fare better in the Bibliotech, <laughs> perhaps. Oh, <laughs> she... Yeah, special wrestling widows edition. Oh, yes! Because there's a lot of... Oh, 
Oh, yeah. And you want to talk about cursed podcasts? There was one that was flown around uh, in 2022 where it's like the wives of wrestling. Yes. And it's like Michelle McCool, Kim Orton. Oh, uh, my God. And, and after four episodes. Karen Jarrett shows yeah, up. <laughs> and literally after four episodes, I found the producer on Twitter where it's like, uh, yeah, it's on an extended hiatus. Extended uh, hiatus. There's some issues with it, really. Mm. Did some of the husbands have a listen back mm. and didn't like it? <laughs> Folks, drop your comments below. Let us know what you think of the idea of doing a wives special on yeah. the Bibliotech. I will say, many of those books are out of print. Not because... <laughs> not, not because, like, they got pulped, like, on Partridge. A court order out pulled. of print. Like, yeah. you know, uh, uh, pulped with extreme prejudice. <laughs> so, J.J. Maguire, the person you pointed out there, he's in the band too. He was friends with Jimmy Hart, and he actually collabed with Jimmy on a lot of wrestlers' themes. He's credited with working on the themes for Shawn Michaels, well, okay. Legion of Doom, like actually like big iconic good themes. Names, good Ted songs. DiBiase, oh, Bret Hart. Like wow. this guy has got tenure when it comes to the world of wrestling music. It's interesting because you know Jim Johnson, obviously the the godfather of professional wrestling themes, mm-hmm. but there were other names kind of involved, I guess, back then. You know, there's yes. a lot of like other people who brought in. I think we mentioned you know Rick Derringer or someone yep. who was involved a lot as well. So a lot of that iconic sound. Obviously, it's mainly attributed to J-Double there. Yes. But I think it's always worth pointing out there's there's other cooks, there's other musicians in that broth. And much like Lennon and McCartney, they all share writing credits on this. <laughs> so there's no way of really knowing whose lyrics these are. They're obviously Jimmy Hart's. I will say, Jimmy Hart is very much the, the front man of this Hulk Hogan's wrestling boot band. Yeah. I will say, uh, Hogan seemed to operate some sort of a Bez from the Happy Mondays type yeah, of situation here. If this is the Beatles, he's Ringo. He'll get like one track to sing on on the album and it's one that no one else wants to sing. Yeah. Like, brother, I want to be in an octopus's garden with you, brother. <laughs> but Ringo. <laughs> if you've got no more time to sign autographs, strap down to the largest arms in the world, dude, and I'll keep signing. You're John Hancock all night long, brother. <laughs> Now, this was released by Select Records in 1995, and that is a serious grey area for my knowledge of the Hulkster. Okay. What's going on with him in 95? This is pre-NWO, right? Oh, yeah, this is after he would have left WWE. That would mm-hmm. have been uh, mid-93. Yep. And he decided he was leaving WWE because he had bigger things on offer, a.k.a. Hollywood were offering him some juicy roles. Yep. There was a TV show, Thunder in Paradise. Of course. Which was obviously going to come in when he was discussing with Turner Broadcasting. They've got a show called Thunder as well. There you go. So we got the synergy going on there. Yeah. But the real thing is, is that, you know, Bischoff was in charge of WCW. Hmm. He wanted stars. The biggest star in the world in wrestling was Hogan, who mm-hmm. said he wanted a sabbatical for wrestling but flair knew how to dangle the carrot in there you know say to be easy opponents for him he get to work the schedule he wanted to you know he taught the language he wanted and then you got hogan who's not been paid by wcw he's been paid by turner broadcasting home media right so he's getting this big big paycheck and promises of you know the the tv show yep. lots of movie roles he's getting residuals from all the the the, the vhs sales a shit ton of perks so basically. there's a lot of perks here so yep. hogan is like the cat who's got the cream right about now. So he's now. flying high at time of release here. Like, yes, okay. personally he is. But in terms of his standing in the professional wrestling community, mm. before he turned Hollywood, Hogan's stock among the wrestling fans had probably never been lower. Oh, so the fans aren't digging him right now. Absolutely not. Okay. This is a man who had Shaquille O'Neal and Mr. T come out to the ring with him in a Bolstering desperate him, like, Yeah, seriously. <laughs> this man needs to be buttressed at the moment. Okay. The simple fact is... The people who grew up with Hogan had now turned into teenagers and young adults. They're more like Brett fans these days, I guess, or Shawn Michaels. Yeah, like. and as the rest of the world got smaller, Hogan kind of 
defensive extension of that, his stock kind of got a little bit more kind of questionable. Mm. And you got Vince McMahon over there in the other company where they're routinely making fun of his age and the age of all the people that he's wrestled with. Yeah. So he is a bit of a, a figure of, of ridicule, I guess, you know. Well, I'll tell you what's going to sort that right out, Boom. Kevin. This serious record right here. This is going to straighten all that out and let everyone know that Hulk ain't gone anywhere, baby. I'll tell you, there was a lot of albums that came out under the WWF banner around the time of Hogan's kind of golden years with the mm. company. The fact that he never got the Hulk Hogan album yes, is shocking to me. I went on his Discogs thinking like, oh, this is this is the one that we're doing, isn't it? No, this is the only it's one. The only one. Like, he's got like a workout cassette out there and yeah. he had a couple of singles in Japan, yes. I think. And he also did a cover of Gary Glitter at some point in time. Oh, that, that's those cursed media. I know. Fucking hell. But in terms of an actual Hulk Hogan CD, this is it. This is his only shot at it. Like, I wonder why he never got the shot with, with WWE because, you know, everyone in wrestling going back to the 70s onwards, I mean, even earlier than that, I guess, mm. you know, it was it was kind of your claim to fame. You know, Jerry Lawler, Dusty Rhodes, he's the yes. last. They got big stars. They got their albums. It's a big deal. Jimmy Hart had, you know, gold-plated records coming out of his backside, mm. you know, the Memphis days. I always wondered if it was a case that Vince at all thought, no, 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 we got to spread the wealth. That's what I was going to say. It's rock and yeah. not rock and Hogan. That's it. We can't make him too fucking big. Like, or was it the case that he just thought, you know what, there ain't enough juice here for it to be worth the squeeze of trying to do an entire album because. Hogan mm. and Pals gives us 28 minutes here, and he's on the album for around four of them. <laughs> yes. And you compare that to Piledriver, where you're getting like different voices and different styles on every single track. It flows a lot easier. It does remind me a little bit of the sketch from I Think You Should Leave, of like, you know, you pay money and they make a special album for mm-hmm. you, you know? Moon River Rock! <laughs> Moon River Roll! <laughs> we just need to promote it in Japan and Memphis a bit more, Terry. It'll sell. I swear to you, it'll sell. So we have here on hand a 10-track odyssey. Is he a varied musician, would you say, Hogan? What style are we going for? Because it's it's rock and wrestling. Hogan, it's the 90s. Mm. What type of a vibe are we going for? Soft rock, pop, I would say this leans closer to. With a little bit of a hip-hop rap twist, brother. There's a bit of mm, hip-hop is generous. This is more sort of like ABC kind of rap, I think. Fast promos put over wrestling themes. And it is really worth pointing out, before we press play on the CD here, folks, this is from the mid-90s, this album, and it couldn't stink more of the 80s. This has more of an 80s sound than fucking Piledriver does. Like, this sounds old. And I will say, if there ever was a point where Jimmy Hart's creative juices were maybe not drying up, but, you know, oh, that's the same flavour as last time there, Jimmy. Yeah. You know, he's, he's a one-trick pony here. Jimmy Hart. ten of the same tricks over and over again. His musical ability has been stretched like butter over too much bread here. For sure, yeah. He's tired at this point in time. And there's probably a few times during the making this album where he's like, why can't we just take one of the Metallica albums and just change a few chords, Daddy? <laughs> That's the way we used to do it, man. <laughs> you changed. It used to be about ripping <laughs> off the music, man. <laughs> Let's kick things off with track one No, here. no. Can no? We, can we just not for just a little bit... <laughs> Just a little bit more. Can we just Could we talk about this new manga I've been reading or something? Like... I've got all the JoJo's off the shelf. Oh yeah, now. I really want to talk about that instead. Yeah, great idea. All right, well, we should we all sync it up now. We'll all get our CDs. That's not how this series works. Uh, oh, what's that? You can't. They haven't got the CD out, and we can't do it. No, no, oh, I'm got sorry, it. guys. It doesn't exist anymore. We'll see you next time, I guess. That that anyway. actually tells you a lot about what to expect here. Is that fucking Macho Man's album was on Apple Music, and this wasn't? No. Like... Yeah, this this one. Uh, 
Load up your fucking warped rip on YouTube. It's 15 yeah. years old. Seriously. It's one of the rips that came with the site when you got it. It's track one, baby. Holsters in the house. The holsters in the house. Check him out. Check him out. He's in the house. This isn't music. It's not really, no. This is a fucking footy chant made into a song. What this song is is basically fair warning. You know, Mm. this is like you're giving you the song now. Yep. You've been warned. You've made your bed. No more complaining around track three or four because this is what you're getting and we're going to get lots and lots and lots of it. There's a lot more of this to come. I mean, Jimmy does seem to be at his best when the song that he's writing will have ended by the time a wrestler has made his way into the ring. Oh, yeah, for sure. He probably learned that from Jim Johnston. Like. Yeah, and Johnston is, is something of a Shakespeare of the second stanza compared to Jimmy Hart in some of these tracks. Mm. Good Lord Almighty. I would say I found great trouble to try and uh, elucidate the individual members of the wrestling boot band. Mm. Because if you told me that this was Jimmy Hart in an A-track sitting in his fucking office in Memphis... I'd have bought that. Mm, no, there are different voices. You can tell when Jimmy's singing here, and I think there's a few session musicians on this track. This one fucking reeks of them being like, I want to get a new chant going, brother. I want the fans to start chanting a thing for the Hulkster. And so. all the fans, they were chanting that uh, when the tough get get rough, uh, the, the, and uh, they were chanting, hey, ho, ho, ho. Come on, let's go. Like, if it's track one, and we're already rhyming roof with roll, and house lads. with loud lads like come on crowd it's because it's got that chant vibe and so many people are singing at the same time you know like the Vince McMahon we hope you are inspired it's like yes. if you have enough voices people won't even hear the lyrics and it won't matter if it rhymes like Hogan sings on one track in this album and he provides fast oh, promos. Yeah when, yeah, when you're talking about singing, Actually, yeah. Actually, like, you know, one track. trying to do a song. A melody. As opposed to like... And it also feels as well, I don't know if this is fair or not, that a lot of Hogan's bits were recorded in isolation before he or Jimmy or any member of the wrestling boot band were sure what the track was going to be called yes what the music was going to be it's like yep. we had him in for six minutes we got six 60 second takes of him talking about different stuff and you can speed it up and slow it down yep and that's about it and we got a bunch of sound bites to throw in there whenever you feel like as well hey dude yeah look at my pythons brother it's kind of like what chris pilkington used to do in season one of the Absolutely. Ad podcast where he would try and turn three low energy men into a song <laughs> you know <laughs> i'd say chris did it a lot more masterfully than jimmy hart did here yeah like, and i will say even though he was sampling actual songs they sounded at least similar to real life songs in some of jimmy hart's offerings so this song is about Hulkster being in the house. Yep. I had a quick look online for the lyrics. Please, Adam, uh, enlighten us. These lyrics, Kevin, come to you from three separate websites. I did a lot of searching around. There's a lot of question marks, a lot of kind of fragments of missing lyrics on the, on the usual sites. I just had to check multiple sources for this. The Hulkster's in the house. Check him out. Check him out. Get up off your seat. He's got to beat his meat. Mm-hmm. When the going gets tough, the tough get rough. Hey, hey, ho, ho, come on, let's go. The Hulkster's in the room. <laughs> to the Hulk Hogan show. <laughs> you know he's on the move. I can feel it in my scrotum. 
Now. Okay, now. Hang about. Hang out a second. Beating the meat was one thing. I was like, oh, well, mate, it was a different time. Like, and then I took my dick out, brother. No, 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 no. Hey, hey, ho, ho, come on, let's have gay sex now. Hey, now. Now. What's happened here? I think some trickster, maybe macho man Randy Savage, is like, I'm going to show that Hulk Hogan, I'm going to make a fool of him. You kept showing your dick to my dad, Hogan? <laughs> <laughs> this, the, the, be a man, the entire album was a response to this this. Elongated 10-track disc yeah. disc discography. So it was eventually the fourth website I found that had the actual lyrics on here, Kevin. Hey, I'm Hulk Hogan. I'm a massive fucking racist. <laughs> Wave your arms in the air if you're proud. My highlight of this track is... <laughs> My wife don't love me no more. The Hulk's is in the room. You know he's on the move. I can feel it in my feet. <laughs> I don't know why that in particular makes me feel like he's got like tingles at the spider yeah, sense in the feet. Yeah, I was going to say, feet, you feel like, it in your feet, like that's not a good vibe. Is maybe it? go to the doctors. Yeah, like that. do that or spidey senses out the wazoo. <sighs> you know? Well, you don't want anything tingling in the wazoo either. Like. All I'll say, Adam, is that as an introduction to Hogan and the wrestling boot band... It was, it did what it said on the tin. This was, this was not, this was truth of, in terms of advertising, what we're going to expect for the rest of the album. Oh yeah, the Hulkster's in the house. He is. Make no mistake. Now he won't be singing now for a lot of this. No, but he'll be there. Or playing a guitar no, or a bass. But he's in the house. He's in your house. Yeah. Unlock all the doors <laughs> because he's in the house and you might need a quick escape. Yes, probably best. Maybe Wait, just leave him to it. The call is coming from inside the Hogan. Are you serious? <laughs> Jesus Christ. For fuck's sake. Track number two. <laughs> you know, stones may sink and rocks may fall, but the greatest of all still stand tall. XWF in your face, dude. Hulkamaniac in heaven. Uh, oh, during the making of this record, uh, I died. And <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get in shape. <laughs> American made. How are we talking about American made again? I know. I felt sure that this was behind me, Kevin. You know what? There was a long chash in the production office where they were like, can we not just do this track one? Like, no, 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 no. We need to stretch, stretch it out, like. Yes. You know, the meatballs can't be all lentils, lentils and breadcrumbs. We have to have something in there of substance. This is, for lack of a better term, the title track. Mm. 
Well, no, the, the, liter- is, the literal title called... track later on, Hulk Rules. But this is the only one that NEV would have any cause to be yes. familiar with. This is the headliner, I'd say. Yeah, as in, if Hulk Hogan had answered Macho Man Randy Savage's challenge to fight him at a chargeable event, he'd have come out to this. <laughs> Absolutely, he would have. You know, if you if you pay Hulk Hogan to show up and say a few words at, like, your event or your, your bar mitzvah yeah. or whatever, he's coming out to this. With like, just, just long enough for you to go, hang on a second. And then something else is happening and you forget about it. Jimmy, like, you got mm, me, Jimmy. You got me, Jimmy. You got me good. I, 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 <laughs> I don't like this song. No. But I had this kind of, like, baseline familiarity with it. Mm. Like, where I feel like, I feel like this, like, I feel like a lot of, like, kind of shitty pop I listened to. Like, I feel like this, like, I feel like the M people. I listen to it a lot. Yep. Not by choice. Yep. I associate it primarily with headaches and being like thirsty and stuff like that. Yes. And and sore and sad. <laughs> you know, just I never listen to this song where I'm like, yes, but I've heard it a lot. That's yeah. Just the sheer act of recognition gives this a little more sauce because you're like, hey, I know this song, and then all immediately it's like, okay, that's over with. Back to actually listening to the song now. now. You don't know this song, but do you really? Like, did you remember, like I had clearly forgotten, that he's referred to as being U.S. grade? Like, he's beef. U.S. grade. Yeah, they write, write, he's U.S. made, and he's also U.S. grade. Fantastic. And also, he's got the stars and straps in his veins. Ooh. Uh, but can I get around c- comfortably? <laughs> well, you need a new vein system. You've got stars and straps running through there, Terry. The, the blood is thick. It's, oh. it's getting caught up in your aorta now. And Honky Tonk Man's there in the background like, Hulk Hogan, he snorted a lot of flags. <laughs> <laughs> and I like it as well, right? When anytime we have to think of a hard word to rhyme, and mm. what's a hard word to rhyme? I'll tell you, anything with 100, because I've got a lifetime of that okay. ahead of me now. Yeah. Uh, but second to 100 is American. American mm. is kind of hard because it's it's a it's a big word. Mm. There's a lot of a lot's going on in there, but it's also one of those prime words where people hear that they're like, "Oh, the ears will prick up" because mm. they're Hulk Hogan fans. So what do we do here to get around with that? We rhyme American with American Hurricane. Yeah, you go. What the fuck? American Hurricane. American. <laughs> well, I don't know what country you're from, but I'm from the United States of American Hurricane. Yeah, where's Terry then in this? Where's he gone? He is literally missing in action on this track. There is not a sniff of, not even like a yeah, dude, or anything like that. He's gone out for a cigarette at this point. What I hate about this album. Is that Kevin is pointing his finger in my face right now? I'll tell you you something. You got me to fucking listen to this, so I'll point point the finger at you. As Terry is is in absentia here right now. Yeah. Right? I tell you what I hate about this. Every fucking song, there's this big, like, and I think it's because of a lifetime of watching Hulk Hogan come out to music that goes, usually with him pantomiming playing a guitar. Yes. Then every time in this album a guitar solo comes up, I'm You're like picturing Hogan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he plays the bass guitar, not yeah, the lead I know. guitar. I can't even play lead. Like. So what the fuck? We should be envision him be going like, dum, 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 dum. like the Christmas party in the office where he gets one bass player, <laughs> Hogan in the corner. Go, dum, 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 dum. 
I bet he can't even do that, to be honest. Imagine Hulk Hogan trying to do the Seinfeld bass. His hands would fall off. Yeah, he literally wouldn't. So (laughs) His hands would look like after that radiator exploded on Kevin. Yes, exactly. All swollen and flaking. Hand coming off like a glove. It's awful. (laughs) Now, here's the thing, right? I think that Terry needs to be called out on this. He's got a ghost shredder for this. What do you mean? All them tight licks in the album. Who's doing those? Not Hulk Hogan. Well, you've convinced yourself that he's doing them. He's not told you that he's doing them here. Strongly impl- yeah, but it's like when you see a book, it says by Hulk Hogan. <laughs> you know, in the same way, it's strongly implied. It's the wrestling boot band. That's who you got to be listening for here. Clearly. The song is basically Hulk Hogan hulking up for two minutes straight if it was a musical song. Pretty much. You know, it's just the same. Like, Jimmy's got a short attention span, mm. 10 second verse, 15 second chorus. Repeat. And we're going to, six times, we're going to loop through yep. that. Man, that's a, that's an attention span right there. And you pick one very basic fundamental topic for the song, and that's what you stick to. And this Stars top- and Stripes, yeah, America, America that's it. patriotism. I think it's a grower, this one. Because I remember the mm. first time I heard this song, I literally laughed out loud. Mm. But I think it's because I've watched XWF, I watched this whole TNA run. Like that, I do think of Hulk Hogan when I hear that song. And it's shit, like Hulk Hogan. It is indelibly linked that doesn't quantify it as a grower in my opinion though no, just by it, association with him in, like. in the way that a mold would grow yeah you know okay. kind of unless yeah. you take care of it it'll, right. it'll be out of control the space this occupies in your mind will grow over time yes yes so i, I agree with that stop listening right now yeah not to the podcast no 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 no, no, no. stick around stick around otherwise this was for nothing hey check it out guys the hulkster's back Check out the pump, brother! Wanna know? What's up, dude? I was born, I was bred, I was southern fed. Got a crazy idea running through my head. California is a place that I had to be. Then a speech in the pit really set me free. Oh, yeah! Okay, right, I'm going to say it right now. This is uh, ripping off one of my all-time faves, Frank Zappa here with Valley Girl. Mm. Because this here starts off with, Oh my gosh, no way! Yeah. Hey dude, I'm talking to Frank Zappa's daughter. He's not even cold in the ground! <laughs> he died 18 months before this. Oh, Zappa, old Bodie Jabroni, he's dead. I'm going to steal his one, his only number one hit single. Aww. His only one hit single. Otherwise, how else would Hulk Hogan even know about it? Like ridiculous. It's kind of like a biographical rap about how Hogan came to be. Yeah, is like, it? I grew up down south and I had an idea. Go to California and trace yeah. my career. It's it's like a little biography channel story, like just nice, neat little package. Also, at the start there, you mentioned the woman, like the little valley girl in the yeah, background. She says, "Wanna gnaw?" On what? I don't know. A, a in the parlance of the times. Grody, gag me out with a spoon. Grody? Grody! Grody? Yeah, Grody. What the fuck's Grody? Gross. <laughs> it's good, though, isn't it? Grody. Yeah. Yeah? I'm going to add that to my vocabulary along with one and gnaw. I'm just saying that the Valley Girls had something going there with that with that, that, that parlance, you know? Yeah. It's good chat right there. This has been the most entertaining sounding song so far, because it opens with a synth. It's like, oh! Oh, that synth is fucking amazing. 
and between the verses and the chorus, you get a proper plinky plonky, dang, 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 like the sort of 80s stabbing sound. I fucking, I, I had a lot of time for this cheesy synth. It's very kids TV. Yeah, very like inbuilt in the Casio Rap Master synth. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like Jimmy Hart has got some presets and he's going to town because no one's even heard of these before. <laughs> I can get away with whatever I want, baby. Including having essentially two promos that were cut in isolation and at odds with each other as Hogan is literally... Like, this is so badly mixed. Mm. Hogan is talking over the Valley Girl. She's yes. like, hey, dude, what's going on? Hey, you want to see my new tricep brother got beam? <laughs> at one point, he asked her if she wants to arm wrestle. Yeah. No? What are you playing at? Hogan, check out the pump, chump. So, the story of Hogan. I was born, I was bred, I was southern fed. I got a crazy idea running through my head. California is the place that I had to be. Then a speech in the pit really set me free. Mm. A speech in the pit. What's that? I saw Martin Luther King, brother. Oh, and I, I, was, I was touched by what he oh, said. God. You see, when I read Pitt, I was thinking like the Dark Knight Rises, like Hogan was in this big underground prison. <laughs> <laughs> Help, dude. And the only way to get out of here is to backstab enough people so you can climb the corpses <laughs> to get onto the greasy pole to get out of there. I thought that he'd take kind of a, a pop at McMahon here that'd be kind of like, he only wanted money, but I love the kids. You know, that type nah. of thing. But no, it's just, we made a lot of money. It's a very positive vibe very, album. There's absolutely. no like, With Macho Man, it was a lot of like, shooting down other people with Hogan it's more about lifting himself up like. yeah because Hogan knows not to burn down the bridge because he'll be driving yes. back up at two weeks later literally like, will you know? be yeah now I hate saying this I feel awful having to make this comparison but it's totally I, I've, already, I've already invoked Frank Zappa so yeah like, okay you, you, you know you've what? already like, like <laughs> destroyed one of your musical icons I'm gonna go with one of mine his rapping style Ooh. is so close to the scat man scat Ooh. man John Larkin it's that proper, I was hanging out, I was banging out, I was turning it on. Everybody on the beach knew I wouldn't be long. Like, it, it's literally that one note, monotonous. I'm a racist! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh, no! Here's, here's a question for you, because I, I couldn't figure this out, and I, I didn't want to listen to it any more times than the requisite two I've given it. Mm. But it sounded like he was like 1.25 speed sped oh, up a little sure, bit. Oh, for sure. For sure, yeah. He didn't have the flow to keep up with the tempo. They had to like tweak it a little bit, I think. They, well, I wouldn't let that shit fly in so soft. Crew. Imagine that. Like, oh, you wouldn't be in the crew anymore, mate. Fake flow. <laughs> no thanks. They were really the NWO of rap, weren't yeah, they? When you think they were, about it, yeah, you know, uh, taking over. Mm-hmm. You know, and then online conspiracy theories persist about them to this day. There was a so solid B team as well. <laughs> exactly. You yeah, know. So solid crew two thousand. There was, yeah. yeah. There was a Latino solid crew yeah. as well. You know, uh, all sorts. Miss all of them, like. And the blue solid crew. That's actually just Conrad Thompson and his. Uh, well, that wasn't officially affiliated. Yeah, with that, was that was it, more right. of a parody kind yeah. of like Weird Al spinoff. Before they got the chew, that's when they really that gimmick took <laughs> off. You know. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing quite like talking about how humble you are in the third person. That's not the that's, that's like, not the Hulk Hogan way to do it. Like it's it's like something The Rock would do for Heal Heat in 2003. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, I, Hulk Hogan always stayed true to his roots, brother. I never forgot where I came from. Like Aww. you're not J Lo, all right? Calm down. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, and also as well, Hulk Hogan has and for you. Car fans at home now, Ooh. you might listen to this. He has a Harley Davidson motorcycle, which is one of the top hogs going. That, that is one of the primo motorcycles. I hear it's the fastest. Yes, 
and they were going to put it in Mario Kart, and they said, no, actually. It would be unfair. It would be unfair. Because it, un- it has too much hog power. It's, no one else could keep up with it. Like. Uh, sorry, uh, Shigeru, give someone else a chance, yeah? yeah. Uh, I'd rather you leave it out, please. All right, I'll stick with my Mercedes instead. If you don't you. mind. There's Metal Mario sat in it. But yeah, just so you know, he has got a Harley Davidson, and he loves to ride it. That might come up again later. A couple of times. Keep an ear out for that. Uh, again, not a very easy thing to rhyme with Harley Davidson, and yet it's one of the main core principles of the Hulk Hogan branch. Well, it helps if you just change it to Harley D like he does here. There's a lot of things that rhyme with E, Kevin. I think this track you could have gotten if you fed in, like, royalty-free backing tracks and five Hulk Hogan promos from the 80s yes. and said, make me a song, it would give you this. Yes. AI-generated <laughs> Jimmy Hart song right here. <laughs> On the biography here, we actually do get a little... He doesn't really mention wrestling as such, but it is the first allusion to him being a wrestler. He says, I took a belt, it was flares, I don't really care. In the hands of the maniacs, we can all share. He said that he took flares belt. I took a belt, it was flares, I don't really care. Interesting, because I found a different lyrics where it said that he took a belt and it was like, for the fans or whatever. Let's have gay sex. There's a a lot of interpretations, let's Mm. just say, of this one. Again, shows you the popularity and legacy of this album in the fact that literally no one can agree on the lyrics out there. So he took Flair's belt. That's got to be the big gold belt. Didn't really care. I mean, this he did that in WCW, didn't he? Yeah. In, by yeah. 95, had he beaten Flair for the belt? He would have, yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though. Didn't really care. He didn't really care. In the hands of the maniacs, we can all share. Oh, fair enough, then. The maniacs. The maniacs. The maniacs. Interesting, that. Mm. Interesting, that. Now, Hulkamaniacs, again, a little bit difficult to rhyme. Too many too many syllables in there. Maniacs, easier. Yeah, of course, they wouldn't let you call your fans maniacs these days. Oh, you can't say anything these days, with, can with you, mate? political correctness and all that. Oh, like, you know? Tell them how it is, Hogan. Well, time for Jimmy Hart to take a center stage. As if you've not heard him in this album or seen him enough, here he is with Wrestling's Boot Traveling Band. I packed up my boots and I jumped in my car and I headed for the Sunshine State. You know what? When I've been on a mile, and a man in a mile, got beans and a baked potato. <laughs> it's so shit. It's so shit. I thought nothing could be worse than like pile driver Jimmy Hart doing the generic rock song about like driving down the road, listening to the radio. I thought that was peak Jimmy Hart, and that's as bad as it got. This. This tropical, easy-going beat. Like, if you heard this music when you went into a restaurant, you'd be like, okay, different plans, let's go yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I don't want to fall asleep during my <laughs> dinner, thank you very much. This this song, this theme just screams food poisoning to me, I don't know why. Oh, no, it screams retirement home to me. <laughs> like, everyone's just, like, sort of barely awake, like, it's really warm, we're all really tired. Is there a lyric more physically cumbersome that you've ever heard in your life than, Sincerely... The wrestling boot traveling band. 
fucking hell. How can you say that with a straight face? I, I'll tell you, it's a tale as old as time itself. Jimmy, he just wants to spend some time with the boys. But his wife, she wants to go out and have some space. Okay. All right, like, so what, divorce dad weekend? Is yeah. that what's going on well, here? Well, he still cares. He's going to send her a postcard as soon as he can. Yeah, and the body writes in this postcard, I met a girl who looks just like you okay. down on the beach one day. Whoa, okay. And okay. what's really funny is that he starts talking about you know, the band, you know. I'm assuming that the band is the wrestling it is, yeah. band. So. Him, Hogan, Linda, JJ. And then the girl he talks about who looks like his wife starts hitting on the bass player. That's Hulk Hogan, that is. Jimmy, did you just get cooked in your own love uh, song? Yeah, literally. And then I watched. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's a story about, I'm on the road, I, I know you miss me, baby, you need some time and space. But I'm too busy getting cooked by a racist. Yeah. Also, I met a girl who looks just like you, we're going to lay on the beach together. Also, she fancies my best mate. <laughs> What is this? And we're taking that message and we're doing it in the style of Kokomo by the Beach Boys. Yeah. This really chill, tropical, laid-back song. Like, it's kind of like you've been drugged and something bad is happening. And that, you're like... It's all like warbly and like... That is the nail on the head. This feels like you've been drugged. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm going to lose consciousness you're, listening you're gonna to this. You're going to wake up in Port Marion like <laughs> gas coming out. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a number, dude. <laughs> I am a racist. I've been, been clear about this over and over again, dude. Well, uh, Jimmy had a little bit of a break there. Uh, you know, low energy at all. I think Hogan was was MIA for that one for sure. He was drinking a cocktail on the beach, mate. This next track, I thought, oh. A cover. A cover, at right? At least we'll get a good song here. This is Bad to the Bone. song right yeah i know you just want to think about a nice song instead but that's not what this is no no to the sound of a fat hog revving up it's a different song with the same title that is the most unpleasant sounding motorbike i hit and they put it on there for ages at the start Seriously, that hardly sounds like it's farting blood getting checked. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. If, if you or your bike sound like that, go get your oil changed. <laughs> this this might be the blandest song on the album. It's the most generic, Jimmy Hart, uninspired, basic rock riff. Most of these sound like, you know, Jimmy's got like maybe a, a demo disc knocking around of like, hey, here's a riff I came up with and I got yes. no idea what to do with it, Daddy. I just whipped up a quick song around it. And then it's like 60% effort and then it's expecting eventually it'll be sung by like Hogan or whatever so it doesn't really matter. Except Hogan's like, no, I think you should do this one, Jimmy. 
And then Jimmy's like, okay, I'll put an underwater effect on my voice. So he's like, <laughs> stop trying to hide in your own song. We get nice fun lyrics because this one's about going out and hitting the road. With the like, boys. With the boys. It's a boys' night out. Turn up the music because we want to hear it loud. The girls all know that it's a, it's a boys' night out and all the other boys I saw, they were, they were bagging on Cheryl quite a lot. I didn't think that was right. So <laughs> I just thought it was a decent thing to do was to step in and say something. Like. Now, what I love about the idea of the boys' night out where mm. it's like, it's a boys' night out but we're playing our music really loud and revving up our bikes so the girls have to look over and be like, what are those boys up to? Nothing! You don't get to find out. It's a boys' night out. I'm not happy at the moment. I really, I don't know. I feel like I'm spinning my wheels. No, I know I'm doing that at the moment with the Harley, but I mean like... Figuratively, in like a bigger, grander picture. With her over there. You see, stop looking! Stop looking! Don't look! I mean, all the man wants to do is just turn up that music and ride his hog out into the night. I feel like this song was for Eric Bischoff. Yes, right, 100%. You know? That could be you, Eric. Maybe this was pitched to him as his entrance music in WCW. Like This this is a very low-energy track, Adam. I would very say dull. Probably with the exception of the You've Been Cursed to Live in a Retirement Home and You're Only 45 Years Old previous track. This is the other cursed, slowest, slow energy track. Well, you track. see, at least that one is like, it stands out because it's like, whoa, a tropical sounding one? This is the most generic, boring, oh, Jimmy Hart wrote a song today. Like, this is exactly what you expect from Jimmy Hart. Yeah, this song is bad, bad, bad. To the bound. To the bound. bound. Again, Hogan. Where is he? Yeah? Huh? Who? Who? I'm here for the wrestling boot band, Kevin. I don't know who you, this Hulk Hogan guy is that you seem to care about so much. Hey, I'm here for the wrestling boot band. If any, like, you know, racist shows up, it's just gravy as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. You know, fine. You know what I want, Kevin? What do you want, Adam? I want to be a Hulkamaniac. No, you fucking don't. No, I don't. This is where the album gets going, if you ask me. Well, Terry, I tried and none of the kids want to come and sing. I, but they are so wanting. I'll, I'll do it. I want to be a hookamaniac. Have fun with my family and friends. I want to get the new merchandise and buy the new VHS. I play Pokemon Go every day. <laughs> so fucking weird. And wow. th- just the idea of it in general is like, I, I want to be... What's a, what's a Hulkamaniac, Kevin? First of all, let's define what a Hulkamaniac is. A Hulkamaniac, uh, before hearing this song, I thought a Hulkamaniac was like a Hulk Hogan stan, basically. Yeah, someone right? that likes Hulk Hogan. I love it. But also, it's not like, oh, I'm a fan. It's like, you will stand and you'll fight up. You know, you're yeah. part of the army. You're part of the know? Hulk army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is that something that you have to aspire towards? Can you not just decide that you're a Hulkamaniac? 
I wanna be Hulkamaniac <laughs> To squash them is my real test Exaggerate my call <laughs> <laughs> Nothing prepares you For the shoddy nature of this I love it so much Like I swear to god I've opened greetings cards That have had more of a thought out melody than this You know It's, it's just like like if you're about to sit down and eat any meal, and then you heard, "I want a beer," you just put it back down. Yeah, you wouldn't eat. Never mind that. You know, no. it's, it's, it's the fact that it's so so rudimentary and basic. I want to be a Hulkamaniac, have fun with my family and friends. Nice, easy lyric. How can we rhyme with that? What can we rhyme One with it? One more time. I want to be a Hulkamaniac. Yeah. Have fun with my family and friends. Just to emphasize, because I feel hooked that the thing people want to do most have fun with their family and That's friends. It's the most important thing, man. We just want to give back some fun to the fans. <laughs> now, this is the most positivity-laden song on the album. This is like Barney the Dinosaur level. Because yeah, it literally of, sounds like something that they would sing, right? Try know? to do good each and every day. Don't give up. Nothing bad to say. Always go swimming with a buddy. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Work real hard and always study. <laughs> Fucking hell. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like it's being improved on the spot for a kid's birthday party. Yeah. No, no, no. No, we did write a song. Fucking John, you were meant to write him the song. Why uh, didn't you do it? You had one job was to write him the song. I want to have a, uh, do all my homework and always take brush out my the, teeth. the bins. Yeah, yeah the bins as well. Thursday. Yeah. Don't forget the bins. Don't forget to phone your nan. <laughs> I didn't think this could get any more dark-sided and mm. miserable, right? This is one of these things, like, it happens sometimes with Cinema Swill and sometimes with Stuff for the Outchair podcast where I'm ashamed for my wife to see what I'm doing yes. and I don't want her to have to witness it. Yeah. So there I was in another room, quietly listening to this, yeah. hoping she wouldn't know that I was listening to some sort of haunted child. Like, <laughs> and then she just came and went, what's that you listening to? I go, oh, it's uh, one of the Hulk Hogan tracks there. And she goes, huh. That synth sounds very familiar. It goes... From Calgary, Alberta, Canada. The Rocket Own Heart. Literally. it is. A literal rip-off of Owen's riff. Like, they just nicked it wholesale. I just... Yeah, it's... Uh, this is what I love about this track, is you've had the most boring Jimmy Hart songs just before it, and then this opens with, wait a minute, that's the Owen Hart riff, and then, I wanna be... What the fuck is going... And then Hulk Hogan, I'm gonna rap some more words. It's literally like a fever dream, this bit. I will tell you, Hulk Hogan with the one-take rap. Yeah. Bada-bing, bada-boom, kids. In and out, baby. They're from a professional, like... Yeah, this is... um. And it, it's it's taken some doing. This is the most cursed track on the album. I love it. Like, yeah. in, in the same... You know, you would really say, you're not going to walk around listening to this, are you? But I, you know, spent a good period of time in Lincoln walking around listening to the Tim and Eric Awesome Show album. It's very like it that. It's very like that. Like Hamburgers and hot dogs too. I am a racist. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> I smell my dad's dirty socks too. <laughs> yeah, so... Folks, you're going to listen to this one. Make this sure this you... is, if you're going to listen to one track yeah. on the album, it's this one. Just make sure you do with a buddy. Okay? Yes. You know, be safe. Yeah. And stay in school. And I'll tell you what, yeah, take the lyrics to heart. You might learn a thing or two. Yeah, don't be stupid. Don't play the fool. Get your education each and every day. These are all the things that maniacs say. Well, I want to be a maniac, Kevin. 
Seems like Maniacs have got a bit of a bad rapper in this Yeah, honestly, age, they know? sound quite reasonable. Seriously. Like, straight arrow. Why can't you be more like the maniac down the road? <laughs> Saying his prayers. Yeah, you know, when he jumps into the ocean, he goes with a buddy, you know. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we fucking go. Oh, oh, Adam, the sirens, here they come. Uh-oh. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. You planning on uh, going to the beach today? Maybe. Oh, I'm sorry, this is not your jurisdiction, you fucking cop. It's the Beast Patrol, baby! Get me the wrestling boot band! Yes! I was walking down the beach, looking for some action. I had my radio set on a rap rap station. Saw a girl in trouble, a sticky situation. She wanted me to give her mouth to mouth for such a We are the Beach Patrol. Party, party, party. We are the Beach Patrol. I was going to the beach. I went to the beach. I built sand castle at the beach. I saw a lady at the beach. I like to go to the we beach. We are the Beach Patrol. Fucking hideous. I simply on the radio all the time what was that literally I'm just picturing Fleur (laughs) FM with a big like closed for business sign being put over (laughs) it like Tom Waits that was uh, Tom Waits with Jersey Girl and that was the wrestling with Beach Patrol. Insane. I got nominated for a community radio award. How did that happen? That seems like they were just trying to like placate you and get you to leave. Please stop. (laughs) We'll give you a good reference. Please just go away. Adam, this answers the age-old question. Who watches the Watchmen? AKA, who's going to teach those hunk lifeguards a lesson? Easy. It's the Beach Patrol. Yeah, you got to watch out for those lifeguards, baby. Yeah, because they'll be going around. They might steal your girl. They might. You know, and I'll tell you what. Touch Hulk Hogan's girlfriend. He'll put you, what is it now? Six feet in the ground. Yeah, no, he does threaten to kill anyone. He will murder people on the you beach. Know, and that's the thing about Beach Patrol. Obviously, you know, very defined jurisdiction, but the justice is absolute. Mm. It's all I'll say there. So, you know... Think twice before you, you know, infract against the the Beach Patrol. What does they don't seem to like? It's like anyone looking at their girls. Yep, keep your hands to yourself. Yeah. Stay safe on the beach. Uh, there's a lot of looking for action. Yeah. And this brings me to something that I need to address here. Jimmy Hart, he has a reputation of ripping off other musicians. <laughs> Here He's ripping off a ringtone on this one, it sounds like He's ripping off Jimmy Hart here. Excuse me. I'm going to take you back to Crank It Up from Piledriver. Oh we my are, God. We are three albums into this new series, and already Jimmy Hart has plagiarized himself. Fucking hell. From Crank It Up on Piledriver. We were cruising the streets, looking for some action, had my radio playing on my rock and roll station. We were cruising down the street, looking for some action, had my radio playing on my rock and roll station. From Beach Patrol, off the album Hawk Rules. I was walking down the beach looking for some action, had my radio set on a rap rap station. Ah, uh, no, it's a heavy rock station, I thought it no, was. No, it's a rap rap station. Rap rap station. And then on verse two, Jimmy Hart decides, I'll have another fucking go at it. We were cruising down the beach, checking out the action, had my radio rocking to a heavy metal station. Uh, this has got big campfire vibe, doesn't it? Like, now you come up with one, Kevin. Uh, uh, I was walking down the beach. Go on, you can uh, do it. Looking for some action. Yeah. And I- Had my radio. 
Go on. I'm a uh, uh, Hulk's a racist. No, damn it. Uh, One track mind. Uh, uh, a sea shanty station. There you go. There we go. Beautiful. Anyone can do Anyone it. Anyone can do it. Uh, Jimmy, I feel like he's a little bit nervous at the end of the track because it's, you know, we we, we got a quick turnaround of verse and chorus here. Every time. And then to kind of differentiate the end, they just kind of like layer like 20 different things. Yep. So at the end, it'll just be like, Beach Patrol, in Bump it up, bump it up, yeah, bump yeah, it up. Like loads, hey, girlfriend. Yeah. Like, what? Pressing that button over and over again. Yo, dude, should we call 911? What the fuck are you talking about at this point? It's Beast Patrol. All I'll say is Beast Patrol seems like such a confusing, confused operation that I'm just going to say don't mess with them. No, don't mess with them. Don't mess with them. Don't mess with the beach patrol. You know what? Better still, don't go to the beach. No. In case beach patrol show up. It's their beach. You know, I'm pretty sure there's a special flag they put out if beach patrol aren't there anymore. Yes. So you know it's safe to go to the water. But if that flag isn't there, Uh -uh. stay away. No thanks. They want a party, party, party. And uh, our next track... Hook's the one! How sexy Hulk Hogan is. Ooh, and let me tell you, that's some fucking Dayton Sim music on the PS1 oh, right there. I was going to say, like, John Hughes film, Twinkly Synth, like the <laughs> sentimental scene or whatever. Take it, Linda! <sighs> yeah, she, uh, to quote Brian Zane, who did a fabulous job reviewing this album back in the day. Oh, yeah. It's funny to listen to now because she hates him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True words have never been spoken. The one thing I'll say about this is that it is a refreshing change of pace from most of the other bits on the album. As a song, yeah. I think this is the best one on the album. There's a bit undeniably. of Bonnie Tyler going on there. A little, a little bit. bit that's it. You, you get know? female vocals here, so it's a nice change-up. It's actually, like, the synth sounds are actually enjoyable and a bit appropriate for this kind of song. And I think, you know, when you've got a voice, you know, it's important to have the passion. I think you can't disguise the passion of a voice of a woman who secretly hates the fucking bejesus out of her husband. And it comes out there with the... You know? I mean, even the lyrics don't disguise it. It starts off with talking about, you know, loving Hulk Hogan. They say your heart is made out of stone. You got me hanging by a string. My friends all tell me you're bad to the bone. Please be bad to me. Like, she fancies Hogan here. Ooh. You had me hooked from the very first look. You Sorry, got me- someone was listening to uh, track number five, am I right? <laughs> she remembers. Synergy. She remembers. Synergy. You had me hooked from that very first look. You got me down on my knees. When you turned on the charm, I heard the alarm. I should have called the police. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Oh. This is getting a bit shaky now. Yeah, seriously. My friends all tell me I'm under your spell, but I'm too blind to see. You held on so strong, and then you are gone. You turned the lights out on me. And that's why Miss Belay is asking for a settlement in the region of $5 million mm-hmm. with all of the beach houses and exclusive access to Beach Patrol. We have negotiated for 40% of the XWF money to go to her. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> She's going to be living high on the hog! Yeah, honestly, yeah, that's the next big thing, baby. How about it? In your face. I mean, it's 
it's fine. It's it's a fine song. And I think by being a fine song on an album full of absolute bin water, yes. it does float to the top. It absolutely does. You know, the thing is, if you know literally anything about anyone involved in this, it immediately gets a five star wanton level of curse. Yes. You know? So just just forget that. Yeah. Pretend it's someone else, like someone made up, like who who was it that did that song with Hillbilly Jim? Like Oh yeah. Yeah, just pretend it's someone made else that never met Hogan. Or she's like. talking about the incredible Hulk. Could be. It's about Black Widow, you know. It is strange that like we've had this incredibly positive pro Hogan album and then it's like oh we've got to have a track about how desirable he is so let's get a lady to sing that and then we still can't resist having the lyrics make out that Hogan is a piece of shit like he's going to go cold on you he's going to ghost you I think what we're seeing here is we're seeing the, the scenes being planted for the third man you know in 1906 oh we're getting the it's wheels in motion the for wheels the heel turn exactly yeah, you I know see. and to segue nicely God. from a song about a toxic relationship to a song about a made-up dead child, it's Hulkster in Heaven. I read it in the papers. I saw it on TV. I guess it'll be one empty seat when I wrestle at Wimbledon. I used to tear my shirt. But now you tore my heart I knew you were a Hulkamaniac Right from the very start Right from the start You were my friend I'll see you again When the Hulkster comes to heaven you for that midi trumpet nothing prepares you for that incredible if you played that at my funeral I'd come back from the dead I'd be so embarrassed <laughs> I'd be no don't you dare oh my god let's invoke some more great musical names to further poison the well mm. but I got big Leonard Cohen vibes oh this. man brother I was walking down the street and no. then they, oh the hugster here like there's you know the sexy ladies back in the yeah up. like sort of a, a choral kind of sound and you've got someone who ultimately like him or not can't sing no and he's, he's trying here they told me that you would come and see me wrestle in Wembley <laughs> even though I wasn't booked on that tour nope. or that pay-per-view it was actually headlined <laughs> by Bret Hart versus Davy Boy but fuck it I'll make up a dead child do we have confirmation that the dead child is fictional yes because there's a lot of people out there that say this is a real boy that really died here's the thing he went out and he said that like 
actually that one in like is is it actually like oh I looked up in my match that I didn't have and I saw an empty seat. Yeah. How dare you say that they didn't sell out Wembley? Well, how did Vince McMahon have words with you about that? Let's be clear, all the sentiments and the poetry and everything that's all bogus. Yes. Of course he didn't see an empty seat. Of course he doesn't actually like it's not torn his heart up like no. he's claiming here. But is this child a real child? This child is like an amalgamation of like many dead children that Hogan would have encountered because Hogan was even worse. But because he, he was Mr. Make a Wish, yes, you know, was. and that's that's all well and good. But I think if you're Mr. Make a Wish, it behooves you not to make up a child for the purposes of one song and then go, ah, yeah, but I've met loads of other dying children. And this, all, this one, though. And they're all kind of the same, brother. So yeah. this kind of like, you know, I just kind of shoved it's it all together. Represents all dying kids, doesn't it? Was it that Wembley was a really easy rhyme? Yes. And that's why we ended up here? Well, well, allegedly, the story is is that it was a British fan that had seen Hogan in England before, like, and that's why the Wembley reference. Like, okay. That's the story. You were my friend. We get that toot so many times. Like a real friend. You were my friend. I'm friends with a young boy. I definitely remember your name. Do you remember your opponent at SummerSlam Hogan? What's that? What's that? <laughs> I have to go over here. <laughs> it just feels so disrespectful. It's disrespectful if he's made up a dead boy. It's disrespectful if it's a real dead boy. The I whole know. thing feels really horrible. Like, either way, this is disrespectful. Like I'm just saying, like, how could you be a card-carrying member of Beach Patrol and feel you have the moral authority still when, when you've done this? Mm. You know, I'm What's just the rest saying, of the patrol going to say about it? Like? Defund Beach Patrol is what I'm saying. Okay? <laughs> We get the most optimistic, it's like I say, very positive album, but we get the most optimistic, wishful thinking line here of all of them. And maybe if I win the match that I wasn't booked in, you'll come back from the dead. When the Hulkster comes to heaven. <laughs> like, the arrogance of being like, yeah, I'll see you there, dude. I'm, I'm heading up that way, don't you worry. And St. Peter's like, I'm sorry, you're a Hulkamaniac. I'm just I'm checking out your mortal sins here, I just need to be sure. Like, okay, yeah. yeah. Interesting. That's that. how the maniacs do things up here in heaven. It's um, it's it's quite a quite a stretch to start invoking heaven, isn't it? Well, he's, he's talking about the little boy that died and went to heaven. I Would guess. you rather say that the little boy died and there's, there's nothing afterwards, dude, so he's just he's gone now? It's all like, a big fat nothing, brother. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, you nearly got me referencing Foley's podcast again. Stop it! But... You know, whatever you think about Terry. No, this, this album, this episode is already cursed enough as it is, he's just, Kevin. He's just saying that it doesn't matter that he's racist because of all the dying children that he helped. He did a lot of good things. You know? I just think about Vince McMahon sat in his hotel room and it's his by himself. And it's his birthday. I just feel so bad for that monster. No one should have to plot on their you own. Know, you've on drawn facts. me into this as well. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. We've only got one track to go here. Come on, let's let's finish this turd. <laughs> Hulk's room. Hulk, Hulk room. <laughs> <laughs> when he steps into the ring, he's ready for a fight. His 24 inch pythons are loaded up tonight. Everybody's talking trash, but he knows that talk is cheap. If you mess with the Hulkster, he'll rearrange your team. Do you, do you notice anything about the riff in this song, Kevin? Uh, is it that it's the same beat as the Nasty Boys theme? It's not that. We get an intro here. Like a... 
like a drawn out. Hey! They couldn't help themselves! Interesting. They ripped off Owen twice, twice on one CD! It wasn't enough that you had to do in his brother at WrestleMania 9. <laughs> you gotta do Owen twice now in 95. Come on, dude. It's only King of the Ring, it's so disrespectful! I mean, you could replace the word Hogan with Luger in this, that would make more sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the same singer as American Made again, that mystery. This is the real third man right here, like, whoever this guy is. That's not the, the, the chap we mentioned at the start who was with I Jimmy. don't think he sings. I think he's more of a producer, instrumentalist. I think this is a session musician here. Interesting, that. I will say, they had me lost, and I was given this no, no quarter whatsoever. And then we hit the sax solo at the end. This is my grunt of the night, Kevin. Yes! What, at 1 minute 39 seconds, we get the screechiest, fartiest sax. Literally saved the experience of listening to this album because this is like the last thing we get here yeah. is this sax solo so it ends on a high at least and it made me think back on the album then that if Jimmy had that sax solo on file ready to go mm. and holding back all the way yes. right until the end yeah that's impressive he knows enough to know that you go out swinging you save your last you save your best joke till the very end of the set like and that yeah. this is the best joke on the album this was a 10 course meal and every course was absolute dog shit but they had a nice chocolate at the end with the coffee yes you know you wouldn't even know it was dog shit like it was it was decent because <laughs> he's desensitized for all the shit exactly. you already. exactly you know, my palate is ruined dude well i'll tell you something for nothing it feels like Hulk Hogan didn't have an album in him after all, Adam. No, he definitely did not. This is not an album. He's done a lot more singing in Japanese commercials than he's done on Absolutely. this actual album where he's in the front going like... Yeah. It's a cursed album. It's very cursed. And I think it's made more cursed than the fact that the only versions of it you can seem to find are really warbly, kind yeah. of crap... Ver like, it's been left in the sun. Yes. You know, you know all awful. Like the, the album has been ripped, and then the rip has been left in the sun for the last 15 years. And then they like, picked up the album and... And they yeah. ripped it in two, and then they stapled it. it back together. And uh, yeah, it's it's an awful listen. It's it's really it truly bad. Is. And I think that I had this album for myself ruined in advance by being aware of Beach Patrol mm. and having that. Like, I don't know if you remember, were you around when I had like Beach Patrol as a faction on one of my two K games? No, I don't remember that. Yeah, they were kind of like, a, like like the NWO Beach Patrol. We're going to come and get you, basically. Uh -huh. You know, particularly if you were wrestling a bash at the beach. Is that the nicest thing you can say about this album? Is that it has Beach Patrol on it? What I'm saying about it is that I had so much fun with one song many many years ago mm. that meant coming back to this and being like, oh, there's a lot of this bin water floating around. I felt like. I, I could have had a better time had I not already had a sneak preview of the best fun shit bit. I I hated it. It is an awful album and a really tough listen. But I did kind of love the experience of it in the same way that I loved watching the XWF. It's shonky. This awful car crash. and It was easier to listen to the Macho Man's album, I found. It was. Points, you know? it's, it's a car crash and, a, and just a, a hideous wreck. But at least it's a wreck in many different ways. There's, it's, a, there's it's an not, actual novelty to it. That's it. Macho yeah. Man's album was very one note. And it was trying to be like an album you would hear from a mainstream rap artist in 2003. This is a time capsule of cheesy shite. And it if is. you like cheesy synthy, like that kind of like crappy Nintendo fart sounding yeah. synth, 
this has got it in spades. That's it. It's got like the generic sort of Hulk's here to rock out kind of songs. It's got fucking a children's theme from Barney the Dinosaur thrown in that. <laughs> it's got like a tropical laid back song. It's yeah. got variety, if nothing else. Yeah, it does. That said, I'm really sorry that I thought this was such a definite goer. Like, I really felt sure that this was just as essential as Be a Man. And where where can- do we go from here then? Where like, do we what, go what's from here? Because I feel like I want to I want to listen to something that's not shite next. Mm. Something that has a little bit more going for it. Yeah, it doesn't have to be completely out of the realms of shite, but something that's at least better than the last two albums. Maybe it's time to go back into the WWF canon. Maybe it or is. Or maybe it's time to go for another big ticket item like Terry Funk or John Cena's album. You consider Terry Funk's album a big ticket item, do you? Uh, he's a great Texan. Okay. And I've, li- I've listened to part of it before and I had a good time. Well, I say we go back to, because like we said before, the rules so far in the corporate ministry of sound have been very much flexible and in flux yeah i listened back i forgot on the first episode you literally said like we do a joint rating i don't want to do two separate ratings and then in episode two we did two separate ratings we're all over the shop here but as it pertains to decisions i think we do what we said originally we'll both put forward an album for the poll okay me personally i'm open to some suggestions folks i want some ideas in the comments here some things that i could possibly consider putting forward i've got a few that i would consider but i also want to hear you know the obscure i want to see Mm. the the ones that we may have not immediately thought of yes and i want to avoid just listening to albums of themes in the first you know straight away i want to put that off for a little while yeah because i feel it's a little bit that's a little bit like easy mode yes you know i want to be challenged as a sound effect reviewer, you I'm know? Still, I don't mind if it's multiple wrestlers or a single wrestler, but I want to hear wrestlers performing original songs. Right now, if there is consensus, we can give it a joint rating. Okay. I- I'm feeling two out of five. Two! Two. Oh, fuck me, that's high. I mean, that's for Beach Patrol, and also just for the hilarity of, like, you know, I thought this would be something where Hogan would show his ass we get to laugh at him. And we did get to laugh at him, but mm. the joy I got from seeing how shonky... Like Jimmy Hart. That's with, it. I think we laughed more at Jimmy than we did at Hogan. Jimmy like, Gold Records Hart yeah. couldn't come up with 28 minutes of music. Yeah, he didn't have it in him. What the fuck? And yeah. you get to steal music from other people. You still couldn't do Including it. Including yourself. Like, like novelty alone, that's two that's two for me, I think. Mm, okay, you know what? I have to I have to agree, just because, like I say, I had an enjoyable time laughing yes. at this album. There was good there is, sport. There is enough memorable stuff on this CD that I will potentially revisit one day okay. for a laugh. <laughs> Two out of five gold records. Yeah, baby. Two out of five. Well, later this month, you've got me in the Q&A. Don't forget, bump up to a $10 back and get access to all them Q&A episodes for myself, Adam and Billy, and a couple of joint Q&As as well. There's a SmackDown Crawl special, there's mm. a Games special, there's a Bibliotech Q&A special. Mm-hmm. Lots of themed ones coming up there, so do check that out. You bump up to $10, get access to the whole back catalogue of those. And as well, also this month we had SmackDown Crawl drop, number yeah. 95. Get your eyes and ears on that. Adam, next month I'm thinking we head back to the Reading Ranch. Please, I want another drop of gin next <laughs> month, baby. The last drop, maybe? Perhaps. Maybe. It, will it be good to the last drop? Will this book be beef to the heels of the Mullingar Heifer? Tune in next month to find out. But until next time, we're going to put away the discs for now and hopefully get in an exodus to get rid of the demons that have been unleashed <laughs> by listening to Hulk Rules. It's a goodbye from me, Kevin. And me, Adam. And we'll catch you next time on the Corporate Ministry of Sound. <laughs> you better watch out where you are at. You may be judged where you hang.